Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Hello, and welcome to EQP Cumanera. I'm Kelric. I am your GM. I, oh, I just said that like it was natural. Oh, <laughs> I am your GM. My pronouns are he, him, and this is my fabulous cast. Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Tiuna, a mechanical nano who rides the lightning. Hello, I am Aaron. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Rylu, a character that is a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver <laughs> tongue. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kenny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they, and I play Hillian Jossa, an earnest Jack who howls at the moon. All right, and I believe both Tiuna and Rylu will be giving us recaps of what happened. Oh, you muted yourself. Oh, poop. Oh, shit. <laughs> nope, I muted him. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. I believe that Tiuna and Rylu will be giving their versions of what happened as a recap. So, Jess, why don't you take it away? Along my along the journey, uh, I found another Anine, which will surely come in handy. And I also ran into a woman who seemed very suspicious, but I managed to avoid any real issues um, and came to a clearing where I met back up with Killian and Rylu. And now you can take it. <laughs> Hillian and I traveled by the Anine. We, we made good time. Everything was fine as I knew it would be. Uh, we did make sure to avoid the village, of course. We ran across a beast. It took a lot of interest in us, but thankfully Hillian's animal skills uh, helped us avoid it. We met back up with Tiuna, and there we met a strange person claiming to be from the Aeon Priest. We should see what his motives are before we go any further. All right. Does Hillian have anything to add to that? No? I'm hungry. I'm very hungry. Currently, Tiuna, as I recall, is poring over the book of artifacts and ciphers that are healing-based that this mysterious person named Hegprud has provided. Rylu is... Um, not accosting, but very excitedly asking questions about the healing sword specifically, since it was there were several versions of it in Hagprud's book, and Hagprud is cooking dinner for everyone out of their stores. Why don't we dive into to that? So, Hagprud, how long have you been traveling? It seems like it's been a, a bit of a journey. Oh, well, that's... Just what the order does is we travel. Um, I have I have a partner up in Aframon, and that's kind of our where we all come back together. It's sort of the most centralized location, but there are about twelve of us out in this area, and we just 
you know, go on little circuits and travel, see what we can do to help people and heal. We haven't we haven't been to Ephraimon before. Uh, how would we get to the Order's uh, holdings when we arrive? Oh, yeah, I can absolutely give you direction. My partner is actually the communications person there and the Order's representative. So there, he, he's there just all the time. That's his station. He's not part of the healing order, but he's in the middle northeast section of, of the trees. You've never been to Ephraimon. Do you know anything about it? We really don't. We don't know much of Ephraimon, actually. We were dropped off here to deal with the village, and we were told to find our way back or call for them. And once it was made known that we were welcome, we had to get out of there. So Ephraimon is our destination. Well, yeah, let me tell you just a little bit about it. And I really want to know more about why you were unwelcome. It is... It's everything you've said is so piecemeal. I really think we need to go over this. So throughout this conversation, Hillian is like waiting for uh, Pegford to be distracted or turn uh, his attention and will try to dip into whatever they're cooking to grab tastes. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. Well, that that will you are luck. You're welcome to have that happen on multiple occasions because. You know, they're definitely cooking, chopping things up, and just, I think they're just making a quick soup. Like, they're not even, it, stew would take too long, but soup you can make in no time. <laughs> so, nice. they're doing that. And the city of Ephraimon is a pretty large city. It's got about 20,000 people in it. Let's see, a large circle of carefully tended ester trees creates a makeshift wall around Ephraimon, and it has lookouts in different tree rests and stuff that are hard to find. They have a, this is the thing that's going to be most interesting for y'all is that it, they have a complicated system of risers, ladders, and swings all made from metal, synth, and wood that allow access to every level of the city. The city is, uh, inhabitants are agile and avid climbers having learned at an early age how to move between the levels. However, visitors are likely to struggle and fall behind as they attempt to follow a native to any level beyond the ground. So the roots of the trees have homes built into them and different shops and stuff. Like each area has its uh, layer of shops and homes. And so Agprud has said that their partner lives in the northeast section of the middle zone of the trees. So you have to get to the middle zone and then find your way to the northeast section to to find him. Okay, does that make sense? Yep. Rylu just stares at Hagrid. <laughs> like, this place sounds amazing. I cannot wait to go. <laughs> oh, Hagrid, not knowing you, wouldn't say this, but out of character, this is definitely exactly what you <laughs> something that's built for your kind of character. The once you find my partner, he's he has some. Um, uh, communication numenera that will help get you back in touch with the order and send you on your way to your next whatever it is you all do. Um, but for now, you know, dinner is just about ready. It just needs to sit for a little while. So why don't we? Why don't we all chat? And of course. He sits down and just sort of relaxes back into you know whatever 
seating arrangements. Because remember, this place has been sort of used on multiple occasions, so a fire pit sort of area is set up, and so you just... It's mildly comfortable. Is Tuna joining, or is Tuna just stealing the book off into their private space and just reading by themselves? What's Tuna doing? Um, Tuna's going to sort of split her attention between the book and conversation, so she'll be close enough to sort of, like, chip in every now and again, but she... Um, also wants to read this book. Uh, the, she she doesn't want to get so far away that she can't help try to convince um, Hagprid not to go to Adrenalon. Sounds good. So Hagprid sits and um, everything is set up. Like they have bowls and everything out. This person obviously is prepared to handle guests on the road and you know, just a very calming presence, and they're very much tuned in to listen to what your story is. And so, starting with Rylu, Hagprit's gonna say, so, can we just start from the beginning? What happened? Was the village always hostile? So when we arrived, everything was tense. We showed up, and we were met by the village elder, Adelole, the village leader, should I say. Everything was fine at first. They were very eager, very... Uh, they, they needed help. What has happened is that they've been transformed into something else. They're these uh, larger creatures now with four arms and scales that change colors as their emotions do. I've never seen anything like it. We we showed up and we told them that we would help the best that we could. We were going, we were sent by the order to uh, discover what had happened and we were going to do what we could to find, uh, fi- to help, find a way to help them. <laughs> this as we promised them uh, as a way to help them. And may that have been a slip of my tongue or their hope, I don't know. Tuna scoffs loudly. <laughs> and Ryler just stare, like shoots them and shut them up there. <laughs> as soon as that happens, Hegprit is just turns and he's like, Oh, do you have something to add? Ryler knows they made a mistake. That's all I'll say about it. I told them that we would do our best to find a cure, and they took that as we would find a cure. I will I, say that I should have erred a little more cautious. Oh, you, you also promised to bring that kid back. I did not promise that. Riley, like, snaps, because, like, I'm pretty sure Riley didn't promise that, so Riley snaps around. I was like, I told him we would find out what happened. Killian munches loudly on food. <laughs> <laughs> Reading the room, Hegprud is just like, okay, I have been in situations where desperate people take things out of context too it is it is challenging when you're dealing with people who are desperate so tell me more uh Riley like looks down for a second and is like perhaps it is my experience but regardless of what happened they were very hopeful and thought that we were going to find a cure so we went searching we were told that there was a place that the child, uh, essentially what happened is the child brought back a Numenera device that transformed them into this, is what we discovered. Okay. The Numenera device was supposedly found in the forest, and 
the Ba Adenu forest. That's where we are, yes. Yes, it was supposedly found here. And so we went searching in the place that he was known to go. Okay. After that, it gets a bit uh, hard for me to explain. Um, Tiuna, you know this sort of thing better. And I'm going to pass it off to Tiuna because Tiuna knows what uh, Tiuna wants to reveal and what not to. Well, and as that's going on, um, he's going to pull out a map so that he can have an idea of, you know, the space that we're talking about. And so he's like, okay, so this is where I see them on the map. Can you tell me where this Numenera general area is? What? As you know, the more you know when you go into a situation, the better off you are. I mean, unless uh, Tiuna stops Riley, Riley's going to tell him the general area because I'm pretty sure we cut off access from it. Um, yeah, Tiuna, as soon as you start to reach for it, we'll sort of push your hand away, point to an area that is close to where we found the tree, but not that exact area. So maybe like a little bit before it. So not exactly lying, but not exactly identifying the exact <laughs> place either. And say, we searched that area pretty thoroughly. We found we found uh, some traces of where he probably found that Numenera that uh, transformed everyone. And we decided that it would be too dangerous to stay in the village with all the information that we found. And we decided we needed to come back, get to Ephraim, contact the young priests and try to figure out how we can actually help them. Cause this is beyond what we are able, what any one of us is able to do. Oh yeah, and a tree exploded. I'm sorry. A what? A, a tree. It, it. We we came out of it and it went boom. When did you go into a tree? We found a, what we imagined was probably a dangerous piece of Numenera. We were able to escape uh, whatever the Numenera was causing and destroy it. Impressive. And it blew up a tree. Yes. Okay. But then there were some Jurassic and we had to run because they, they're they're dangerous. That is very true. This road is mostly safe from Jurassic. There are other things in these woods that you need to be careful. And uh he looks significantly at both Rylu and Hillian, and he says you two particularly should be on guard. There are definitely creatures that will come after you more specifically. Riley like squints and is like, what does that mean? Well, let's finish your story first and then we can move on to the dangers of the woods as you move through. All right. Well, so after we got out of the forest, um, we decided to head back. That's we wanted to tell the village what we had found. And the plan was to tell them, well, this is what happened. We're going to go back to the Aeon Priest and see if they can send someone else to help because we we didn't feel safe as far as where we had looked um, because of what had happened. Um, so we spent the night in the house that they had provided for us. And I don't know quite what happened. Um, we sent Tuna ahead, so that way she could start scouting out the way there. And 
we woke up Hillian and I to the doors blocked and the village leader at Alole, who by the way is mad with power, uh, threatening to kill us. He tried to set the hut we were on in fire. And when I tried talking to him, I know it's, I know, I don't understand what happened either. I tried talking to him, telling him, we uh, are planning on telling you what happened. We're gonna go get help. And he said that we had deserted him and that we had promised uh, so much and that we had delivered on nothing and he thought we were traitors. And so he tried to kill us to warn the Aeon priests to never come back. We obviously escaped with our lives and now here we are. I feel like there are missing pieces here. What? Okay. The missing piece is that Edelali ran into me as I was leaving town earlier mm -hmm. and didn't want me to leave, tried to keep me there. And when I told them that I had to leave, I wanted to go ahead to try to get to Ephraimon and try to find the Eon Priest and get in touch with them. They just shut down. I, all I, I told them that I wanted to leave and they just had this very strange reaction. I don't know what happened between that conversation and them trying to burn my friends alive, but all I told them was that I was leaving because I wanted to go get help and that the other two were staying to try to explain things and they would explain everything in the morning and... So, I suppose my question at this point is, why would you go off on your own when if you stayed with your companions to explain, you could, I mean, you all have a need. You all could have, it would not have, obviously, since they slept and stayed the night, it would not, and then fought their way out. They would not, it would not have delayed you to have just waited. Oh, we, we took the Anin. We, we had to uh, get out of there. And so there was a stampede. And while they weren't looking, we we, 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 we took the Anin because uh, we had to get out of there quick. I understand, but I don't understand why you, why you separated. We thought that it would be best to send Huna ahead to get in contact with the priests. We figured that if I stayed around to talk to the village and Hillian was there to help me get back to... Tiuna, everything would be fine. Tiuna would be able to go ahead, make contact with the priests, and arrange our ride home, because our ride told us it could take several months, as you know these things can take. Um, I didn't know that uh, you had ran into Edelole on the way out, but I can't imagine why you acted so viscerally to that. And then Ryler just kind of, like, trails off. I, 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 I agree. I mean, while you say this person is mad with power, it does not make sense. They would try Listen, to we told you what happened to us. You can choose to believe us or not. That's on you. But you don't get to question our experiences. These people attacked us. You see Hillian kind of with wheels turning and like, we did this and then we went here. Why did we separate? And it, like all of the wheels are still trying to like connect and the gears are kind of jumping a bit in the, in his mind. <laughs> Ryler tries to distract Hillian with some food because Ryler doesn't want Hillian to blurt out anything. Ryler's like, oh, Hillian, have you tried this mushroom that's inside of the soup? It's, you're gonna love it. Oh, this is so earthy. Tiuna, I, yeah. I, I understand that you are under a lot of stress. Um, I'm not sure if this is your first mission or not, but as I said, I am going to attempt to go help these people. So, 
I'm asking these questions so that I can be as well prepared as possible. It's what my it's what we do. And I don't understand why you are getting so upset about me asking simple questions. Because they're not just simple questions. You're you're acting like we're making this up. And if you don't want to believe us, fine, but uh Riley walks over and sits next to Hegfrid and goes, listen, I'm sorry about Tuna. She doesn't handle people well. It's been very stressful and I just what do you need to know? What what gaps do you think that are there? We've Okay. So when you stayed the night, did you anticipate waking up to your hut being set on fire? No, when we stayed the night, we were going to plan a town meeting to tell them what we had done, what we had found, and what we had planned on doing, going ahead and talking to the priesthood to see if they can send more help. Because this is a case that is going to be very interesting to the priesthood. They were transformed into something else. We felt like it could be something that is interesting to them. And we ate breakfast. Um, let, let me clarify. You, when you say that, you mean us. I am a part of the <laughs> priesthood. So us, and it is very interesting. And these people are obviously in need of help. So I am attempting to find out, were they this hostile when you first got there? As I told you, no. When okay. Apparently, when, apparently, when they saw, from what it sounds like, because this is new information to me, when they saw Tuna leaving, they thought we were abandoning them. That when, because when we got back, again, we had planned to call a town meeting. We had tried to leave and we found the doors blocked by villagers. And I tried talking to them and telling them, we're going to tell you what happened. Here's our plan. And they said that we had already abandoned them and that we had failed them and we were liars because we couldn't solve their problems. Okay. And I told you the rest. Uh, oh. Hillian is, is searching through like the ingredient bags for more of the mushrooms. And as he's like halfway into a bag, he's like, oh yeah, they also gave us a lot of food and it was very celebratory when we arrived. Okay. So something, you are going to have to give this as a report when you get to Ephraimon. And if your report is as full of holes as this story is currently, there, I, I don't know what your status is, but the Aeon Priesthood, we are not going to be able to understand what happened. You need to be able to give a full report and you are not doing so. Hegfrid, I have given you all of the details that I possibly can. To be honest, I'm not even part of the priesthood because I want to be. This is something that I have been told that I must do, and I'm doing the best that I can. This is my first mission, really. This is my first official mission. So I, I've told you what happened. I don't know what else I can do. Okay. I would love for you not to go because I feel it is dangerous, but you are also a very experienced priest, and you are going to do what you want. I fear for your life but I can tell that I cannot convince you otherwise. Okay. Well, Hillian, do you have anything to add to this? You're a good cook. Uh, thank you. I, I have many years of experience cooking. 
And looking at you, he gets this quizzical look. And he turns to uh, Rylu and he says, Your friend seems to be a little simple. <laughs> How is he on your team? What? Tell me about him. I am confused. The Hillian is skilled in all things to do with nature, and, and honestly, Hillian is the glue that binds us together. As you could tell, me and my teammate over there don't always see eye to eye. Uh, Hillian is the one that keeps us together. We uh, just found him one day, believe it or not. Uh, we just found him when we were walking on a trail, and, and he seemed lost, and he's just kind of been with us ever since. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm starting to piece together who and what we're dealing with here. And so I think the rest of the night, it just passes in companionable conversation between those of you who feel like being companionable <laughs> and um, Hagfred, because he is very charming. He is very chill. Like, when you think of just the most calm person, the unflappable person, that's who you are dealing with. This this man is, he's been through enough stuff and he is very confident in his abilities, but he's also genuinely caring about other people. So, you know, the conversation goes wherever it goes. Y'all chat and um, then at bedtime, you know, he's he's got his tent set up and you all have yours, so. He does ask for the healing book back before retiring. Yeah, Tuna hands it to him, but doesn't look at him. Hmm. That's fine. Um, and he just turns, puts his stuff away, and heads to bed, unless you all have anything you want to ask. I would definitely ask, uh, ask them what the name of their partner is so we can seek them out. Sure. It is Gaston. G-E-S-T-E-N. Cool. Um, before we go to bed, I feel like uh, Riley would definitely pull to your nose side. Like a little off chat. Go for it. Tuna, listen, I... It's that time again. It's it's getting near for Hillian. What are we going to do this time? It's... What, do you have a plan? We're in the middle of nowhere. We're going to a city. What? You're, the, you're better at this. I mean, it's... The same plan we always have. Um, Hagprid will be gone by morning. We'll keep traveling toward Aframon, and when it happens, we'll all keep an eye on him. You try to find something for him to eat, and we'll go from there. What if it happens like last time? It didn't go as easily last time. Well, we're in a forest. There should be plenty of things around. How many days is it now? Do you do you know exactly? You're better at this than I am. I think we should have another day or two. Not tonight, for sure. All right. Well, let's just be careful this time. I know he always has shock, but I got scared last time. It was not. This is you know this is new, and I know it's new to you too. But you're just better at these things. And then like 
Ryler doesn't want to admit that, obviously, so they, like, shake their head and turn around and, like, walk off a little bit. Right, we just determined last time that it's not tonight. It's, like, a day or two away. We have three days. Three days, okay. Yeah, it, the, it's two more days to Ephraimon. Your first day in Ephraimon is the first day of Howlian. So, so delay it a day. Yeah, so we won't go to Ephraimon just yet then. Uh, it, uh, it's over five days. It, it, one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you have five nights of this, so... Having a plan that's more than, oh, we'll find something, might be good. <laughs> well, I thought it was that, like, as long as he, like, kills and eats something, he'll turn back, right? It's a, it's a full night. Um, I need to eat something to be effective for the next day, uh, to be able to do anything and um, not get minuses to skill checks and things. Yeah, we have to oh. chase boil or bunny boy all day. So it's the um, I can sue them, and if I spend mm -hmm. three consecutive turns using my action to calm you down, then you can revert back to your normal form. Yes. So that's the part that I thought was immediate. Okay, so as long as we can like keep an eye on you, then I can get you to change back. Provided yep. he sticks around for three turns. <laughs> right. As long as I can keep an eye on him, like we, we can make it work. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's a real thing. If you say the sun's going down, buddy, it's going to be super funny to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're having their uh, tete-a-tete, uh, Hillian is going to uh, talk with, um, oh my gosh. Hegprid. Hegprid, yes. I, I even wrote it down uh, with Hegprid. Um, you, you were talking about some animals that we need to, to look out for? So there are obviously Jurassic and other things in here. Um, many, many flying creatures that are happy to attack. But there have been reports of Nimian wives walking around. And that is something they specifically will target uh, males, obviously. So you should be aware of them. Nemean wives? What are they? They, oh, they are. And he pulls out just uh, another book that he has and starts flipping it through it. And he pulls it up and he shows you uh, a couple of sketches they have of them. And it's basically these beautiful women constructs that their whole purpose is to they're extremely accommodating to any man they meet in order to uh, mate with them so that they can ha give birth to their uh, baby and it turns out that as he reads through the book the baby is not just like a baby it is a demon that is um sort of created through the impregnating of this robot that opens up a portal and then the baby grows inside them and is born and then the demon tries to just hunt down the father and kill them before they go on a rampage against everything else that's that's something that hyperns yeah, like so it is very important that if something like this comes up to you that you 
find a way to handle this. Oh, don't worry. I don't mate with anything. Great. Just telling you that you would be a target. And so, you know. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a big and noisy guy. I, I tend to be a target of a lot of things. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, like we were in the forest on the way here, and we saw this cute little, well, it wasn't really little. It was kind of, it was a growly little creature thing. And, um, it, well, it was a sesky. You, you know what seskies are, right? Oh, yes. Well, we caught this one at just the right moment. We, we threw some food out, and it was distracted. And I think it liked us, but I didn't really want to stay around because Rylu can kind of, um... Rylu things up around animals. Rylu things up? What does that mean? Um, they may do something or say something to make it mad. Okay. You should hear their sonnets. They are amazing. Okay, I I will ask for maybe a recitation over breakfast. That sounds wonderful. And Hagrid is very distracted for a second, and he pulls out the map and he says, "Can you show me where this Sesky was on the map?" Um. Well, we weren't. We were kind of traveling in and out of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um. We we were afraid of. Of, of villagers finding us. Um, but we we came in and um, Hillian will use their uh, his finger along the map and in and out of the forest. And um, without any sort of accuracy or any sort of like thought to it, it's like, yeah, probably about there. <laughs> okay. Hydebird seems really interested in this information actually and starts making a few notes on the map. And uh, thank you. That, that That is interesting. And it just ignored you. Did you, did you do anything? Like, how- Other than giving it rations and then being very, very quiet. Okay. And he just makes a note and he's obviously going to be going through his books later on to read more about this because he 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 does know that Seskis make some pretty amazing guardian pet companions and from what he's learned from you two perhaps having something like that on the road with him wouldn't be the worst idea so he may look into that he does chuckle a little as, as he's going through he's like right things up that's that's quite clever. Um, so, is there anything else I can help you with? Um, where did you get these mushrooms? They are amazing. If you speak to my partner in Ephraimon, uh, he will be happy to help you with more. Okay, that's that sounds cool. great. Yes, I know. I know we're going to Ephraimon. Yeah, if you stay on the road, you should be there in about two days. Wow, okay. I, I'll try to hurry this along, because I want more of those mushrooms. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Um, and then he starts pulling out some equipment and setting up some stuff in his room, just some mechanical uh, accoutrement. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's what he's doing. He's he's sort of assuming you are going to head to your room. I don't know what Hillian's actually going to do, but Hillian's going to just kind of be in there until like. <laughs> okay. He gets kicked out. <laughs> okay. He'll catch on after a while and he'll have he set up this small device and you know powers it on and then says, Yeah, well it's it's been a pleasure. I will I, I look forward to cooking for you in the morning. That's great! What is that? Oh this is think something a little outside of your knowledge base or what someone in your oh. experience in the Aeon priesthood should know about. But this is this is just something I need to start start working with. So if it's some Numenera, I know a lot about Numenera. It is indeed Numenera. Uh, can I roll? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um what are you rolling exactly? Let's look at that. Um, I will look at the device to kind of inspect it. So understanding Numenera. All right. Sure. Go ahead. And I'll apply one effort. Okay. Um, Hillian really likes uh, really likes them, and so mm -hmm. uh, they, they want to, or Hillian wants to impress them. Okay. So this is not going to be a super easy roll. So let's see what you do. So um, I can be a CR4 or a TD4. A TD4. So, all right. So you rolled a TD4. You don't know exactly what this is, but you do get some information. So you can ask me two questions about this Numenera, and I will answer them within as long as it's not just, what is this Numenera? So can you describe what I'm looking at? Certainly. You are looking at a what looks like a small uh, tripod stand. Mm -hmm. And on the top is a flat plate-like item that is just resting and starting to sort of dip and twirl and, and go around as the, it's sort of spinning and it is sort of wobbling from side to side as it spins. And as it spins, you start to see little blips of different colors on it. Okay, so I suppose my two questions would be, does it look like it is sending out energy? It... I mean, not that you can really see, but okay. you do get the impression that it is sort of scanning the area somehow. Okay. And I guess the second one would be, is it, is there like, are, are the colors random or do they appear to be, um, what you're seeing are, like a pattern, right? What you're seeing are three different colors. There's red, blue, and purple, and you can see in sort of the 
centermost area of this twirling plate about six, six to eight small purple dots that are all really close together. Mm-hmm. Then you start to see um, in the broader area a couple of um, purple dots and then nothing close. Like at the very farthest edge, you can see like one red dot and that's what you see. Uh, so Hillian says, oh, that's very interesting. I I like how it spins and, and does things. Um, Diona does this thing with a spell where where she she kind of detects magic and items and things like that, and it reminds me of that Wait, a bit. Let's go back into it detects Numenera because it's not okay. Magic, right? Yeah. It it detects traces of of Numenera, and and that, I think that looks a little similar. Well, that's very interesting. I, I, I will have to talk with her more about that in the morning. But was I right? About what? The the device is it is it is it detecting things? Yes, it is. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, well, it is. I am going to sleep now, so if you will please excuse me. Okay, and Helene just stands there for a minute. <laughs> As expected. <laughs> please go to your own tent or to your companions, because I would like to be alone as I sleep. Okay. Uh, oh, right, yes. Oh, okay. Well, good night. And night. Uh, Hillian leaves the tent. Okay. So he closes up the tent and does what Hagprid's going to be doing. What is? What do you do? Hillian goes back to um, their tent or wherever they're at. And um, I guess like they'll bump into Rylu first. And um... oh, Rylu, uh, Edward has this amazing device. It does this spinny color thing, and and he says it detects Numenera. Interesting. Uh, that could be. We are. Quick question: Are we outside the tent, or are we like far away from Hegprid's space? Um, you all camped together, so I mean, you've got. Five Anin tied up. You've got uh, your tent set. I think Tiuna's is the furthest away, but you know it's just a normal camp setup. So you know that's okay. you. Um, I will pull Hillian off to the side and and kind of lean down and go. Interesting. That that could be problematic knowing what Tiuna's carrying. And I'm like keeping my voice low. Um, <laughs> what is Tiuna carrying? Shh, keep your voice down, Hillian. Remember what we found? The device? Oh, yeah, the one that Shh. could explode. Shh. The one that could explode. Yeah. <laughs> so, that could be problematic. Keep wary. Uh, why don't you... Why don't you bunk with Tuna tonight? It's it, we're, You two are going to play that game again. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Um... Just be prepared to go in the morning and tell Tuna to be the same. We never know. Uh, Helene, you're good at this sort of thing. Do you think we should set up watch? I don't necessarily trust this Hegfred. I don't know. He seems nice. He has some tasty mushrooms. 
That's that's true. Um, that's definitely a judge of character. Um, <laughs> go ahead and bunk up. I'll, I'll, uh, Tuna and I will figure it out. Okay. All right. So I didn't have plans for what I wanted to do for tonight because I figured mm-hmm. we were all going to bed. Yeah, and it, that's perfectly fine. Um, you feel like this is a pretty safe camping spot. Like it is used fairly regularly, and so if you want to keep watch, you can. Um, Hagprod made absolutely no move to to do so or suggest it, and their partner lives in Ephraimon, so they. They feel they seem to feel relatively safe in this space, and they seem to know about the dangers of the uh, Baudenu Forest. So it's up to you what you do with that. Tuna's plan was, um, since she has this unbreakable scarf, she like probably what she's been doing the last few months is like tying it between her and Hillian so she doesn't lose track of him when it starts to get close because she knows he likes to wander. So like. If he comes back, when he comes back, she'll just sort of like, hey, it's about that time. Remember that game we play where we tie ourselves together? <laughs> so if they, if like, if y'all want to do more stuff after this, then I can do that. Hopefully the beginning of next time, you won't have wandered off by then. Um, Rylu's just going to wake up a little early. Like, they're not going to set up wash for the whole night. They're just going to wake up a little early, hopefully before when they think Hagrid would. Okay. Um, and they're just gonna, when they do wake up, whether we do that now or later, they're just gonna train a little extra hard. Okay. Um, I actually want to look at, you have... Dun, 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 dun. So you all go to sleep, and as you are sleeping, don't you have a cipher or something? I'm not seeing it in your... Inventory, uh, Aaron. What are you specifically looking for? Because I think I've used both of my ciphers. When did you use the sleep cipher? I used it on Edelole to knock him out so we could run. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, you all sleep very, very well. You find yourselves in the morning very, very rested. And as you come out of your tent to start doing whatever it is training-wise you're going to do, you smell just fantastic smelling food. You know, it, it, there is a breakfast spread to end all breakfast spreads. Like, it is quite lovely. And as you look around, you notice that Hagprod is gone. His tent is packed up. His anine is gone. Yours are just fine. He has he has left. I'm gonna check all my stuff, make sure it's all there. All of your belongings are are present. Uh, Rylu, you, your neen has not been messed with at all. You actually find a small notebook sized thing, and um, if you if you look at it, it has a a, a, a little note attached to it. That says Hegprud. Does it say anything else on it? That it, nope. It's just on, on top of your stuff. Yeah, I open it and rifle through it. Yeah, he has taken the time and he says, "I'm sorry for leaving so early, but your information made me feel that getting to 
this village is a priority. I wish you the best. And again, here, here, are, here are the instructions to finding my partner so you can send off your message. And I think these might be useful to you. And they have copied about three pages worth of notes on the healing sword and uh, some information on the healing Numenera so that you have this for when you have to roll for specifically healing-based uh, Numenera checks. So you had that asset before, and this way you have a physical rep of the asset. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I pocket that away because otherwise Tuna's going to try to steal it from me, apparently. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I keep the notebook because it'll be useful in the future, and I begin my morning. Actually, I I choose what food I want to eat first because who knows what's going to be left after Hillian, and then <laughs> I start my morning practices. Okay, so that happens, and then you know what happens when Hillian wakes up. Um, I don't think Hillian had a very good night's sleep. I think we were going to record this separately, but like Hillian had nightmares. So Hillian would normally have had nightmares on a just normal night this close to their events. But Hillian actually slept deeply and well. Okay. Uh, this evening, which okay. is not normal, but is what happened. Okay, uh, then Hillian wakes up and is chipper. And um, if Tuna's not awake, they'll untie themselves from Tuna um, <laughs> and yawn and like get out of the tent and smell the food and go immediately to the food. Um, before you leave the tent, that scarf had been used to make that Numenera setup that you all had safe to be around. What did you do with it while it was in the tent and you all were tied together? I have no idea. That would be a Tiuna question. Okay. Well, whatever it is you did, do a perception check. Not a good perception. Nope. With a two... Hillian doesn't even care. They smell breakfast. And yep. They go out to breakfast. So the two of you are going about your business, doing breakfast. Hillian, there is a small package that just has two um, containers of the mushrooms that you like so much. And it's just a note from Hegprud that says, uh, snack for the road. And next to that, you both see a Numenera device of some sort that just says Hegprud with a note that says Tuna on it. And yeah, I'm not touching that. Mm -hmm. What about Hillian? Hillian will look at it, um, mm -hmm. but won't touch it either. Um, but he'll, uh, he'll do a see an understanding Numenera without picking it up, so... Sure. Oh, nice. A 10. Yes, so... Hillian can look at this and can tell that this is a device 
that can be used as a once as a sort of one-shot cipher that will give you insight into what someone is someone's intentions are whether they are well disposed towards you or not and you know there's some way Hillian has had either exposure to it or read about it in a book or whatever but this is a, a pretty rare um, cipher to have and I think that Tiuna can do so, could possibly do more to learn more about it but sure. this is it's it's completely safe, but just a very interesting little cipher. And it is the cipher looks like a metallic ribbon that almost looks like an eighties headband, you know, like a workout headband. So you mm -hmm. to your eyes and it has a couple of bangles that are in the front that, hang down and sort of encircle have circles where your eyes would be and so it's just it's just a new uh, a cipher slash numenera device that not uncommon to find just something that looks kind of weird but has a, a pretty solid purpose and tuna may be able to do something more with it since you know they're a nano mm -hmm. okay i guess that's where we'll be stopping for today Thank you all for joining us. This has been really, really fun. Uh, as always, I'm Kelrick, your GM. You can find me on Twitter at Cormalon or follow everything EQP on at EQ points on Twitter as well. I'm Jess. You can find me on Twitter at WriteJessR, or you can find all of my social media links and all of my various podcasts and projects I do on my website, writejess.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-J-S-S. I'm Aaron. Uh... You can find me uh, at Space Persona on Twitter. Hi, and I'm Kenny. You can find me on, uh, on Twitter at Punder Drone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Cumanera, an Excorians Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. If you like what we create, then you should check out our other two podcasts on our network. The original Excorience Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. Stay up to date on all three Excorience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExcoriancePoints.com. Pardon our dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening.